American songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to CM10 over Zoom video. CM10 was born and raised in Northern California in Danville, and he talks about how he got into music. He is a triplet, so him and his brother and sister were all in choir and chorus growing up. He also was in piano. His mom's a singer-songwriter, not professionally, but she wrote and, and sang songs throughout their, their lives, which is amazing. So he grew up in, in a musical family. He talked about how he got into production and he was able to buy Ableton for his computer because he was working as an Instagram photographer, which was a really fascinating story. He tells us about that, uh, but he gets Ableton and he's just working on music as a hobby, ends up reaching out to another musician online, Glitchgum. He has the beat and he has the, the structure of a song called Never Met, gets Glitchgum to do his verse on it. And the song blows up. The video on TikTok just kept getting more and more and more and more streams, more and more people using the sound. It is now at 42, almost 43 million plays on Spotify. This obviously attracts the attention of major labels, different management. He talks about his debut EP. It's called Music Box and how a majority of the record was recorded on a $50 mic in a room with no soundproofing and just all mix mastered everything by, by himself. And I believe the other song on the record, the one that wasn't done on the $50 mic was done in his bedroom closet at his apartment in Salt Lake where he was going to college. So none of this new EP was written or recorded in a big fancy professional studio, which is absolutely incredible to me. You can watch our interview with CM10 on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with CM10. So uh, our podcast is about you, your journey in music. And uh, how you got to where you are now. And we'll talk about uh, the record that you have coming out, what, on Friday? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I read here from from Northern California. Yeah, so I grew up in Northern California, but I'm currently based in Utah. Oh, okay. What part of Northern California? So, like, East Bay. Okay. What part? I, just, I lived in the East Bay for about five years. Oh, Danville. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. Like I lived, um, I lived in Walnut Creek for a minute. I lived in San oh. Ramon for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's rad. Because no, I was, I was born in Walnut Creek. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so, so funny. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, oh, good. There we go. That's, that's so funny. cool. Walnut Creek and San Ramon. Dang. Yeah. Walnut Creek is dope, man. I don't know what, I mean, this is. I don't know. It's been a while since I lived there, but it, it it was cool. I had a little cool little downtown area and a lot of little uh, bars and stuff. And sure. uh, it, yeah. it was it was pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool little scene. Um, but how long did you live in, in the Bay Area for? So until I was 18. So I moved uh, out to Utah for college, actually. I'm not currently in college, but um, that's originally what I came out for. So got it. OK, how did yeah. you get into music? Uh, complicated, complicated answer to this one. Okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of different stuff over a long time, but I guess like, I don't know. 
do you want to know how I got into like just music in general or how I got yeah, into like making my own stuff? Well, we'll get into that part, but yeah, I want to, I want to know, like, did you like piano lessons, anything like that as a kid? Yep. So I took piano lessons from, I think first grade to seventh grade. Okay. So that was like what I grew up on. And then I was also in like church choir and stuff with my parents and my siblings and my mom was very musical. So she'd like write songs and stuff and I'd like listen to them and just kind of wow. like she'd do stuff on piano and I knew how to play piano. So I'd be like, I don't know, just like playing piano, listening to my mom make music, singing, taking piano lessons, all that kind of stuff. So cool. Your mom was, you said she wrote songs too. Yeah. Wow. Would she go out and perform at all? No, she just wrote the songs for herself. I don't think she's like done anything with them necessarily, but I don't know. Maybe she will at some point. Yeah, that's cool. I know like downtown Danville has a pretty cool little, well, it has a little cool little downtown area with a bunch of oh, yeah, restaurants right. and you perform uh, one of the like art things. That yeah, they yeah, they have a lot of cool yeah. stuff down there. So I wasn't worried. I didn't, I, yeah, I was wondering if maybe she did that. But for sure. That's cool. That's really cool. So piano, uh, church choir. When did you start uh, writing music and when did that like kind of take over? So I guess like the transitionary point for me was being in high school choir because I really did not want to do high school choir, uh, but I'm a triplet. And oh, you are. That's right. Yeah. So both of my triplet siblings were doing it and both of my older brothers had done it. I have four siblings total. So okay. it would have been all of them except for me. And basically they're like, come on, just do it. And I said, sure. And right. I actually ended up really liking it. I liked how we could like sing just like a large variety and like pieces and stuff. Like we'd be singing like a Latin piece and then we'd do some like weird acapella rendition of some pop song at the time that was very cringy in retrospect, but fun to perform. <laughs> sure. uh, and then I'd go home from that, I guess, like as I kind of advanced through the ranks and choir, um, getting more confident in my own singing abilities, um, but also just having an increased love for like choral music and vocal music. And so around 2017 is when I first started like making beats and stuff um, while all this was happening, just like fun little beats. And then as I went into 2018, it combined like, or I guess I combined this love of like the choral music, vocal music I was doing in random beats on my computer. And so okay. that's kind of how I started making my own stuff. What were you making? What were you using like Ableton or like Fruity yeah. Loops or something? Oh, yeah. oh, Okay. Cool, cool. And did you just get that as like a, you just, did your parents buy you the program or something? Like what would, what no, to Ableton? I actually, so my first like internet uh, thing or like my first like time being known on the internet, I used to be like an Instagram photographer. There was like a really? whole Instagram. Yeah. So there was like a whole Instagram photography community and I amassed like a decently large following. So I just did like commissions for people. Like I did like photo shoots for like companies that send me products. I'd do like families, seniors, stuff like that. And so that's how really? I made all the money to get the equipment for music. That's cool. So you would take, whoa. Okay. So you would take, just, you were just a great photographer and then they would use that for Instagram. Like, yeah. So like, I don't know, like I'd have this thing. I don't know how I even got signed up for this. There's like a social <laughs> like program where like, They'd send me emails, be like, this company wants, is doing a campaign. And then I'd send like my portfolio to like the middleman company. They'd send it and then I'd get products and then receive like maybe a couple hundred dollars. So oh, I'd get the free thing and I'd also get some money. And I was like cool. 14, 15 years old. So that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> that's rad. What, what uh, did either of your, the, 
the triplets that your other two siblings did they pursue music at all uh not really but we're all pretty musical in the sense like we, we can sing pretty well uh we were all like pretty like high level in the high school choir not that that means that much but like i don't know it, it yeah it does cool obviously that with them and they're not doing anything that musical right now but i don't know they're still pretty good and like we'll like sing all together like all, all of my siblings can sing pretty well actually so my brother just got married uh like a week ago and we did like an acapella rendition of something i don't even remember what it was but it was just a cool moment to share with them that's really cool that is really cool um so did you go to you went to college in in uh you said utah yeah so university of utah okay um did you go there to pursue music or unrelated no No. so i was going on a business scholarship actually so i was gonna do finance before i dropped out uh, (laughs) i don't know i just wanted to do something that seemed like financially secure to me or maybe that wasn't even me maybe it was more so like my parents being like you should do this and I thought it was a good idea uh but I thought I could just do school get like a good degree and just keep making music on the side but things worked out differently I guess so sure (laughs) music kind of took over um wow did your siblings go to Utah with you or no uh so technically they did actually uh but neither of them went to my school. So they both came out to Utah. Uh, but my brother went to Utah Valley University and my sister went to Brigham Young University. So so you guys lived uh, apart? Yeah. Was that weird for the first time? Like, um, A little bit, but I've always been very independent. Like, even though we are triplets and we spend a lot of time together, I've been very much looking forward to doing my own thing for a while. Okay. And- so there would be some times where I'd be like, oh, like I miss them and I'd like visit them and whatnot. Uh-huh. But a lot, a lot of the time I was grateful to have like my autonomy, I guess. Sure. You guys weren't like one, like the, the, the inseparable like twins or triplets where everything you were doing was together as. No, not at okay. all. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Okay. So then tell me about how, okay. From what I gather, you put out Never Met, right? And that song just kind of really took a life of, yeah. of its own. Yeah. Were you writing and, and putting stuff up online when you got to college? Like when did the music career kind of start? Yeah. So I started, I think junior year of high school, uploading music to SoundCloud. Okay. And I think I've privated all that music. Cause it's not good, but like, that's how <laughs> I began like the stuff in Ableton. And I put out, two eps that now don't exist anywhere because they i don't like them scraped uh, them from the internet <laughs> yeah. scrubbed them those existed for a while like up until this year i think online and then i deleted them but like, i started 2018 i was continuing making stuff in college uh just kind of like when i wasn't hanging out with people or like in class i'd just like use it as like a stress reliever thing like open logic like make some shit i don't know mm-hmm. uh but it wasn't anything too serious, I guess. Okay. And I feel like the quarantine, even though it was like not fun, it gave me a lot more time to work on music that I would have been using to do other stuff before. Cause like, I didn't want to be sitting in my room all of freshman year of college while everybody hangs out with each other, you know? Yeah. Just 
yeah, messing around. You would rather be social than exactly than sit inside and yeah, make and it, make it's music. Like, it's good once in a while. Like I need to get my thoughts out and like be on the computer and stuff. Uh-huh. But like I don't know, it's like a once in a lifetime thing, and I didn't want to like regret being inside too much, whatever. Sure. Quarantine happened, and I said unlimited time inside. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. I can make more music now, and I can get better at this. And so uh-huh. that was kind of my goal through like 2020 and I think I succeeded like I was able to um get a much better grasp on like how different aspects of production should work together like mixing mm-hmm. things like that I don't know um I'm curious you you what year in college were you when when the pandemic hit like were you just uh, I was finishing my freshman year of college oh wow so you had just you had just started in college and how, what was that like I mean I can't imagine you're far away from home this whole virus hits, nobody knows really what's going on. And yeah. you're at college, were you like living in the dorms? Yeah, I was in the dorms. So that must've made it even more, like what was the, like, I mean, what was the energy like? That must've been so crazy. Yeah, it was interesting. Cause it was like spring break and a lot of people had gone home. Mm-hmm. But my friend from one of my random online circles from when I was younger was visiting me from Virginia. Okay. And so we were staying in the dorm still. There was like maybe four people in my dorm out of like the 30 people. Uh-huh. Everybody was gone for spring break. It was like, see you guys, like see you in two weeks. And then during this time, it was like, oh, everybody has to go home. And so like at the end of my friend's trip out there, like he flew back and I just drove back to California and I didn't get to see people for <laughs> like a year. Oh so it was, like, it was like, see you guys in two weeks and then just gone. So then you ended up going home to, yeah. to Danville. Is that your, your parents still in Danville? Yeah. Okay. So you go home and are you working on, like when you put out, when you start like really like hunkering down and working on production because you're inside all the time, you were back in Northern California? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. And then, then what happens? Do you... Are you so? Are you back in school there now, or are you just moved back there to pursue music? I just moved back to Salt Lake because, like, all my friends are here, but I don't sure. go to school. <laughs> okay, so, like, <laughs> I was just curious. School and like, I just wake up late and I just will hang out with them. I'll do my work, whatever. Right. Know? Okay. So tell me about moving back home with your parents. That must have been different. And then, are, is your whole is everybody in your family now at home? Like at that point, like all siblings, uh, everybody back together. At one point, I believe so. Okay. Like there was like weird overlaps where people like were like going back and forth for different stuff. Uh, but I believe yes, there was like a month period where everybody was there, which was so weird. Yeah, because really <laughs> I don't know. I was like the triplets were like the last kids of the family to go to school, right. and then my parents like this is like the last time like everybody's gonna be together for a while. You know, like you come home for breaks, whatever. You come home for like a week. We're never going to be like together as like a family again for like mm-hmm. a long time. And then it's like, no, actually, you are going to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. It was a little weird, but I was grateful for it because mm-hmm. like it wasn't going to happen otherwise. Sure. But I don't know. I got pretty close with or like, I guess, closer with my siblings and my parents than I was before. Um, I feel like not to be like, oh, I know so much because I'm literally 19 years old. Like, I know nothing. But <laughs> coming home from college gave me like a better perspective on my relationship with my parents. I feel like, mm-hmm. because we never had a bad relationship or anything, but living alone, I was more able to see them as like people rather than just like my parents and like, Oh, like you guys are my parents. Like, I'm not going to tell you stuff, whatever. Right. Right. Um, 
And so I feel like coming back like that after being independent, just like, I don't know. It, it really just brought us closer together. And so I don't know. It was a good I, experience. I love that. I love that. Um, so you get home and you're at home and you're working on music and what, like you, you, you said you were putting up music on SoundCloud since you were what a junior in high school yeah. and did you just continue to do that? And then tell me how, you know, never met starts to really take off. For sure. So I, during this time, I actually wasn't putting anything up on SoundCloud because I was just like grinding, trying to like get better at production. Oh, okay. Like, before Never Met, there was probably like 15 songs that kind of sounded like Never Met. It's like, we'll never see the light of day. We'll never finish. <laughs> okay. um, but I was just trying to make something good. Um, not necessarily to get people to listen to it, but um, I just wanted to make something I was proud of, some collaboration, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, after I reached out to Glitch Gum and got his verse on Never Met, like we like – I felt so fancy doing this. I was like scheduling the release for like three weeks in advance, um, like getting like a little video done and like, it wasn't even anything that big, but normally I just make something and post it that day. Mm-hmm. So we kind of set it up a little bit and then yeah, it took off unexpectedly. Yeah. yeah. Well, how did you get in contact with glitch gum? Was the a friend of yours or well, just Instagram DM? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And you're just like, hey, I got this beat. Like, would you want to do something on it? And he's like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. I believe we both had like 300, uh, not 300. I believe we both had like 100 followers at the time, if that. And so I found this like other like small artists. And I'm like, oh, his stuff's like pretty good. Because like, I don't know, at the time I'd come come across a lot of accounts with like 100 followers. I'd be like, I don't really like their stuff. I was Mm -hmm. like, your stuff's actually pretty good like you don't have a big following i don't either like let's just make music together because why not yeah he's more approachable because of yeah. the not not having like yeah fifteen thousand followers or something yeah. like that and so it was kind of like a thing that we both did like small and then we filmed our little video for it like remotely mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know it was really cool so you uploaded on soundcloud where does it start taking off soundcloud so I uploaded to SoundCloud, I think, like, three days before. I think I uploaded to SoundCloud on, like, April 27th. Okay. And then went up on Spotify on May 1st. and But it didn't really take off until I made a TikTok video to it. Okay. So I made this TikTok, and I was like, here's my song. Um, I was with my cousins. Um, it was, like, right after my grandpa's funeral service because he died of COVID in April. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm so sorry it's okay what, what what can we do about it i guess wow that's it's not the best um but if that had not happened there was some fate involved from grandpa i believe um, yeah they make like a little video so like we were just like sad and making tiktoks so we made a tiktok to my song be like listen to my song we we're just like playing video games whatever and as i drove back to california from the funeral service it started like going up in likes like the song got like 400 plays in a day on Spotify. And I was like, Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. And then that just basically continued until it like built into something giant. So it was just like gradual, like growth. But I mean, now you look at the song and it's like, you know, 42 points, 42,600,000 plays. Yeah. Like that's like, that must blow your mind. It just doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm grateful for it. Like, it's <laughs> sure. cool. 
<laughs> oh, that's so rad. So like how quickly was, was it like organically growing? Was it like, okay, 400 and now it's at like, was it one of those things where you're just watching it on your phone? Like, oh my gosh, let's wake up yeah. in the morning. Like now it's at 10,000. Like, like Pretty much. I found a screenshot. I don't remember the exact numbers on it, but it was like Spotify shows you like a graph basically of like your like stats. Have you seen that before? Oh, um, I don't have like an artist page, so I don't, I can't see the graph. So it's like, it's like 400 and like whatever day, it's like kind of like a line thing and it goes up uh-huh. and down. And it was, it was like 450 and the next day it was like 2000. And I was like, what? <laughs> I remember screenshotting that and being so excited about it. And it got like 50,000 plays. And then, uh, yeah, it was just, it was cool to see. It was cool to watch. It's crazy that it all, it's really cool that it all transferred from the TikTok, right? I mean, the TikTok video is the one that yeah. what really blew it up and people. So, to be completely honest, the TikTok video that I made, like it got some likes, but it only got like 6,000 likes, which is not like a viral TikTok or anything. Uh-huh. But the engagement was really good because like people, I don't know, I guess I put like the appropriate hashtags, whatever. People are like, <laughs> I'm going to use this. And then like bigger creators would be like, this song is so good. And I was like small at the time. So I'd reply to them and be like, you should use it in a video. Cause like, I didn't care if I was being annoying. I was like, you should sure, use it. Sure. Yeah, of course. And so it started spreading like that. And then there would be oh. videos that other people would make that would get way more likes than mine. And then people would find it through that. And then they got to like hundreds of thousands of videos. And yeah. So it was just other people sharing the sound. I mean, that's what's, that's pretty, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's what, TikTok really has helped a lot of artists. I mean, with with sure. those with the fact that it, that people can use that, and then they're using it on their page, and but you're always credited, right? As the yeah, the song. so on the bottom of it, like some people get unlucky because a lot of viral TikTok sounds will be re-uploads of other people's songs. So, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, it'll be like they can't find the song on Spotify, or they can't find the song on TikTok, or it's not the right part of the song that they want for their video so it'll be like original sound by so and so and then that'll go up and it won't be connected to the artist but i'm pretty sure now tiktok has a thing where if it's an original sound it'll say like contains music from blah 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 song got it okay that was not a thing at the time um so i got lucky because the sound itself said never met by cm10 and glitch i'm like at the bottom of it uh-huh. okay that's incredible. And then, so once the thing starts going, is that when, um, like, are, is your, is your inbox full, like being full with like record labels and managers and what was that like? Yeah. So it was like, there was a two waves of it almost. Uh, okay. I got like a tiny little record deal for like one song in June, I think they're like, Oh, let's just release one song and like, see how it does. So I released a song with Cleopatra Records in June. And then in July, early July, um, I started getting like the first like major label reached out to me. And then I was like- Was Cleopatra Records after uh, Nevermind had success? Okay. But it was like at the beginning of it. So they were like the first to see. Got Uh, it. But then like the first major at the beginning of July. And then I was on a trip and I had no service for seven days. (laughs) <laughs> and then I got back and I had service again and it was just absolute insanity. So way more majors. Uh, I'd made a TikTok with the sound, like another TikTok making fun of like, just like a joke video. 
because people were calling it like glitchcore. Okay. And it only has one glitch in the entire song. It's at the beginning of Glitchcore's vocal. So I made this TikTok. I was like, when people are calling your song glitchcore, but it literally has one glitch in it. I come back. That video has like 70,000 likes, like 10,000 comments. People getting so mad about that video. So I deleted it. I'm like, I can, I'm not dealing with this right now. Then I made another one with the sound. I was like, what did I miss, guys? I'm like, that one went up too because it was like the perfect time. Oh, and man. Just more emails and craziness and yeah <laughs> wow is that overwhelming like trying to i mean obviously you didn't plan for yeah. for music to kind of take over the way it did and how quickly it did 100 percent. i mean that must have been overwhelming right with labels and people coming yeah. at you and, and i'd say the part that was even more overwhelming than like just the labels reaching out was me trying to figure out what to do do about it because i feel like some people are like oh i've been making music for this amount of time and i've always wanted to be a big artist that wasn't like how i thought about stuff mm -hmm. it was more so like i've been making music as a hobby and something is happening and like it would be cool to like blow up but do i want this to be my life you know like should i sign to a label should i just like make this independent still because my thing i was telling you about the photography thing and now i have this like music thing I bounce back and forth between like artistic interests very, very quickly. And so my, my main overwhelming, like existential anxiety thing about these labels reaching out was what if I sign and then I get bored with music and I'm unhappy. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what was overwhelming about it, but I've been good so far. So I think I made. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've heard the two most recent songs I've heard are amazing board and, and music box. Thank you. And Music Box, is is that the title of the EP as well? Yeah. Okay, so talk to me about the EP. So the EP, I guess for a little bit of background here, uh, in May of 2020, right after Never Met came out, when I was first getting traction, I released a four-song EP called Music Box with Music Box on it and Never Met and two other songs that I cannot think of off the top of my head right now. Um, I deleted it a couple days later. Okay. Uh, but... I made 10 physical copies of it. So I made like 10 vinyl of this record. So those just exist somewhere, like the first iteration of Music Box. And that's part of them on a vinyl? Yeah. So I made there's, 10. There's 10 of them? And are they, where are they? Um, 10, I 10 people them have them? On the internet. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. So those are somewhere out there. Do you have oh. one of the 10? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Because I've had conversations with artists that they're like, and then, yeah, and then I sold them all. Now, like, they're ending up trying to buy them back off eBay or, yeah. like, you know, something, some crazy story like that. But I'm glad I you kept one. one. I had to keep one. Good. Uh, I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah, so I guess part of the reason the EP is called Music Box is, number one, it has Music Box on it. But number two, it's kind of like a reference to when all this stuff started happening for me. I made a little EP called Music Box last May, and now it's May, and I'm releasing this EP. So I was like, I kind of want some continuity there. I sure. I love it. But these I, are all new. The only song that's the same is Music Box. Yeah. So, I mean, I have never met on there, um, which is, I guess, those two are the same, but everything uh -huh. else is different. Okay. Oh, no, Alone was on the first one, too. So that was the other song I was missing. So there's actually three songs from the original Music Box EP that made it onto this one. That's kind of cool. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is a new body of work. 
Um, like there's a lot of different sounds on it that I wasn't working on when I made that first one. Okay. So, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. That's awesome. Is Board going to be on it? And you also released yeah. Angel. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's, I honestly don't know the track list off the top of my head. <laughs> it's all good. Pull it up on my phone. Uh, notes app. Here we go. I lo- this is what I love about Zoom, too, by the way. It's just like in these, this, you're just like, ah, let me pull it up real quick. Hang on. Like, it's oh, just it's such a cool world. It's such a, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess not because Angel just got released. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't count that as like a single because it's only coming out like three days before. Yeah, because the record comes out on Friday, right? And this that song came out yesterday. So I don't I don't know. I'm not counting that. So I'll say <laughs> songs. Um, but there is one, two, uh, three, four new tracks that I put online. Said there are, but I'll I'll say this now. Uh, there's actually one more track that I didn't put on the track list, like for fun, for people to see when they open it. Because it'd be like, oh, I thought there was eight songs. No, there's nine songs. Whoa, that's oh. crazy. I love so, it. Yeah. So there's actually five new songs. Okay. And is that ninth song going to be online on streaming pro- platforms or yeah. is it only going to be like, or did you press it on a vinyl again? Um, I mean, I haven't yet, but I intend- Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that ninth song will be on the EP online. I just want it to be like a surprise, I guess. Yeah. I love that. That's so dope, man. And then have you been working on, I mean, obviously this record you've been working on after yeah. during this, quarantine and then has it been have you been grinding on any i'm sure you've been working on new music yeah so i mean relatively recently when i got like vaccinated and stuff i started going to los angeles Mm -hmm. like work and i finally went in the studio for the first time i did that for a couple days i met up with a bunch of artists and so i made a lot of music in la that i just have kind of sitting so I don't know That's what's cool. going to happen with that, but I have that. And then I also have my regular old like CM10 Utah grinding music that I do in my room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do have a lot of content, actually. <laughs> I don't know what the release plan is. I'd kind of like to do something like in between projects, like a transitionary work of sorts. So uh-huh. maybe in like July, I put out like a two or three song like single thing. I love it. And then I could do another project potentially next year, like late this year. I don't know. I have no idea. But I have <laughs> enough music to do that. But I just, I don't know. I really like the like the two or three song single things. I think it's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I like that as well. I think that's awesome. Well, now, so, well, now that now I'm curious, um, was the this this EP made entirely like in your in your room? Yeah. Wow. So it's so you didn't record any of these songs that are going to be on the CP like in a like a legitimate proper studio or is it all no, done just I've never been to a studio when I made this EP. That's so crazy. That's amazing. Thank you. Wow. wow. Yeah. So like in my apartment, I mean, I can't show you right now cuz it's like over here. I'm on my laptop, but I have like a tiny walk-in closet that I keep all my clothes in. Uh-huh. And the clothes are like the sound proofing for the sides. And then the back wall, I have like phone panels on and then I uh-huh. just have a mic in there. And so I'll have my headphones here. I'll put them on. I'll like run in there and close the door on the wire and I'll record in the little thing. In your little like, booth? <laughs> yeah. So I just basically made a tiny booth and it sounds pretty good in there. Like it sounds decent. 
So, Dude, I would have never guessed that you recorded uh, these songs in, in your room. That's so rad. Yeah, and actually, hold on. I could go through and tell you. Uh, there's only only one of these that was recorded in this. So, okay. <laughs> uh, for example, like Cynical and Angel. Have you heard the EP already? Uh, I haven't heard the whole EP. I've only heard up till Angel. Okay. I mean, you'll hear, but I'll just like tell you, I guess. So in order, Cynical and Angel were both recorded in my parents' house when I was at home for in Danville. Break. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did not even have like a booth for that. I was kind of recording in a room, um, but it was with like a nicer mic. And then right. Alone, Music Box, sorry, I don't get what you're saying, <clears throat> and Walking to a Place I've Never Been were recorded on a $50 microphone in my home bedroom in 2020 with no soundproofing. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wow, man. That's fat. I mean, that's so rad. The, the fact that you can make such a rad record with a $50 microphone blows my mind. I mean, I don't know. It's like I have a little more expendable income now, like to get better equipment. But even if I still had to use like that mic, like I feel like it wouldn't hinder the quality of my work at all. Like it's like, I don't know if you're creative with it, like you can make it sound good. Like if you know what you're doing. So sure. I don't know. It wasn't really an issue. And I feel <laughs> like <kind laughs> it really of- wasn't an issue. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, a lot, there's a lot of people making music on these like shitty, tiny little microphones on their desk or something. And it like sounds good because they know what they're doing with production. So, right. I don't know. I just see a lot of that. And I think it's really cool. I think that's so amazing, man. And I, and I, I think you're doing such a, such rad work and the fact that you're doing it in such a lo-fi way is so cool. Thank you. So cool. And I appreciate you doing this interview, man. This has been really fun. Yeah. Hopefully I was coherent enough. I don't know. You've been awesome. And I have one more question for you before I let you go. Um, Do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Um, I'd say this is stuff that's been told to me already. So this is not original advice. Like I've seen this online. People have said this to me. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to make music and produce. Like if you're doing this yourself, just open FL studio, open Ableton, whatever you're using, mess around with audio, like reference other people's songs to see the way they sound. Um, and just like use shit. Like you don't have to watch like a weird complex YouTube tutorial. Like if you want, like go ahead. But like a lot of how I made music was literally just like fucking around with plugins and seeing what sounds good. And like, I think the way I mix and like produce is like not normal at all, but like it sounds good to me and I think it sounds all right. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. Just mess around. And that's how you'll find like your own sound. I think.